Well, let's continue here then this morning. I'm going to welcome on to the program uh, Nigelwa Magula, who is the spokesperson for Ndifunogwazi Housing Task Team. Nigelwa, good morning to you. Thanks for your time today. I'm Molo Fiskethi, and I would like to also greet the view uh, the listeners at home. <laughs> I'm also going to welcome onto the show Councillor Malusi Boy, who is uh, the MMC of Human Settlements in the city of Cape Town. Councillor Boy, good morning. Good morning, uh, Kathy, and uh, just wish to send a message of condolences to families that have lost uh, their loved ones in KZN. Uh, we are with them in spirit. Mm. All right. Of course, part of the context for uh, the conversation we have had and, and the issues that have been raised with uh, the city of Cape Town in particular is that uh, there was a housing in Daba held last week and that particular gathering was disrupted by various social housing and civil society organizations that uh, effectively felt they were not being included in the process of gathering uh, solutions or of formulating solutions uh, by the city. Uh, Nigelwa, if you can just tell us what exactly inspired um, that disruption, um, what is it that you believe the conversations um, that you are not part of, that you believe you should be contributing to right now? Um, uh, um what inspired um, us was that uh, we need, we want to be part of the solution. And when we um, convened at the CTICC on the 8th of April, we didn't go there to disrupt. We just wanted our communities to be included in the conversation with regards to the housing issue in the city of Cape Town. We went there peacefully to want to be included as communities, as we felt that um, there wasn't enough community representation. And what happened when you got there? Well, when we got there, we were met by, obviously there was um, your public order police, your metro police, but we requested that the mayor, the MMC, the National Minister of Human Settlement, and also the provincial one, uh, come and receive our list of demands. Of come, which they yeah. did come out. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. As it stands, uh, are you satisfied with the kind of response that um, you got? Do you believe that there will be a change in terms of how uh, this conversation takes place going forward? Well, when the minister uh, uh, came to us, she made a a commitment to meet with all the community leaders. uh, And we are also appealing to the MNC to avail himself. We are appealing to the mayor to avail himself, appealing to the premier and also the the, the provincial minister of human human settlement to avail themselves for for such an engagement so that we can come up with workable um, solutions to the issue of housing. What are the more specific issues that you want the city to deal with? Well, the city, first of all, they need to scrap the unjust by law which was passed by the city of Cape Town last year, that the unlawful, unlawful occupation by law, which seeks to undermine the poor and those that are the, at the brink of homelessness. We want also the city to recognize all occupants 
the city, when we knock at city's doors asking for, for basic services, we are told, simply told that we are not recognized. We also want the city to consult with people, not think about us without us. Those are some of the demands that we highlighted. Councillor Boy, let me give you a chance to come in here to the extent that you have a constituency within your community that feels that it hasn't been allowed to be part of um, the consultation processes, has not been allowed to wade in on the solutions you're working on. Um, What's your response to that? Thanks, Cathy. I think uh, I'm happy that uh, the the representative is, is being honest today. Because there are two things here, Kathy. One is the issue of the housing, affordable housing in Daba that we had on the 8th. And she's correctly putting it, it was never disrupted. They had a protest uh, because inside we're discussing the issues of affordable affordable housing in the inner city, uh, to be precise, where we want people, teachers, your nurses, public servants, to be able to, to stay in the inner city uh, which is they are close to their economic opportunities also, also to transport nodes. The second element to it is around the basic services, which she correctly points out, which was not being discussed there. And I wrote to minister, the former minister, Sisulu, when there were, there were new informal settlements, which they represent, like your COVID, your sanitizer, and all that. They, 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 they cropped up during uh, the lockdown. So I requested more funding so that we can be able to put in water, sanitation, and electricity. So uh, the national minister, which is the current minister, Minister Kubai, met uh, on the 30th, met with uh, some representatives who claimed to be coming from these communities. But what we then realized on the 8th, that there was a second grouping that also claims to be representing these uh, communities. But having said that, we have made a commitment as province, as national, and as local government that in the next two weeks we're going to finalize the program that we, we committed on the 30th to make sure that these uh, informal settlements, they get basic services, they get, uh, which is your water, sanitation, and electricity. But what we cannot do is to uh, reticulate or put in services uh, on areas that are waterlogged. And that message was also sent through on, the, on, on Friday. When, when it comes to the amount of consultation, again, if you have these uh, different people that are coming through and saying that they're representing the communities, how are you managing that now? And, and who exactly are you speaking to? And how do you verify the credentials of these individuals? Well, it, 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 it's a complex issue, but what we do... We have a, a unit which deals with public participation. But uh, often than not, we always get some groupings who claim to be represent, uh, representing, representing some people within the community. Because we have an open-door policy, we, we welcome all of them and share the information that we would have shared with any other person. Remember, every citizen within the city has a right to come and lodge a complaint. It doesn't have to be a grouping. So every day we deal with those uh, issues, and we uh, reprioritize even some of our budget to cover on these uh, areas that have lack of, uh, of, of basic services. But the challenge with these ones, they've, they've cropped up, and like, for example, in one area, 
there are about 8,000 informal settlements. We need more than uh, 50 million to service that particular area. It's not money that was sitting somewhere, so mm. we had to go back and ask national government to intervene. Nikelwa, let me come back to you again and, and perhaps get a sense from you. With the budgetary challenge, budgetary rather challenges that uh, you know the city says it, it is facing, what do you think the things they could be prioritizing now are? Um, Sis Katie, first of all, I just need to, to, to touch in on what the, the MS, MMC has just said, that um, when the national minister uh, um, um, addressed us, he, she uh, said that um, there were some areas which they were not going to be able to put services into, basic services rather, uh, like your, your wetlands, people were uh, home occupied, wet, unknowingly occupied wetlands. Well, we're saying to the city that they need to provide alternative accommodation for those people because you cannot have a situation where people are, are, are staying in a, in a land where there is no electricity, when there is no water, no sanitation, even solid waste management. Um, to get back to your to your to your to your question, um, Suskete, um, budget has always been a story. It has always been a story. Our problem with the city of Cape Town is they are undermining of the plight of the poor people because they, they, every time when we when we when we when we ask for basic services, there are always budgetary constraints. They need to direct when they are doing a budget. They need to direct money where there is a need because you cannot be fix, fixing roads that do not need to be fixed. You understand. You cannot uh, uh, be sending money where it is not needed. You need to send money where it is needed. So, 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 what are you saying, Nicola? Are you saying effectively that you don't? It's not a question of the city not having enough money to respond to these challenges, but you believe that the these challenges are not even on the agenda; that they're not even a priority for the city. Exactly, that is what I'm saying, mm. Katie. They mm. are not prioritizing our challenges as communities our challenges as the poor people, our challenges as those that are affected by homelessness. They are not prioritizing that. What they are doing, they are taking money and, and, and fixing roads in, in, in Seapoint, fixing roads in Constant, in Constantia, whereas they should be taking that money that they are wasting and, 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 and putting it into more needed areas. Councillor Boy? Uh, Kathy, we have an, what we call an IDP which uh, it's a document which is kind of a business plan for the city where we allocate funding based on that. That's point number one. Number two, we get funding from national government, which is grant funding. To be specific for basic services, we get urban uh, settlement development grant, which is, which is no, usually known as USDG, where we utilize it to put in basic services. That grant funding is limited. So... To say budget uh, is a story, it's not a story. There's a system in this country, and as a local uh, government, we follow that system, the treasury system, to make sure that we account for every cent. Now, the reason why we had to go and request extra funding from national government is because the funding that or the grant that has been allocated to us uh, could not go at the extra mile. So I had to write to the national minister to request that extra funding. Hence, the national minister made a commitment in front of them because she knows very well that 
the funding that we have, which is at our disposal, is allocated to projects. To, to fund other projects, we don't have that, and we can't make empty promises. So the funding that is going to come now will be able to service these areas because it will be an extra funding. So budgeting is not a story, it's a fact. Let me go to Aisha. You're calling us from Uppington. Hi, Aisha. Morning, Kathy. Yes, morning. Are you good? I'm well, Aisha. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Um, I agree with your community representative. I'd, I'd like to underscore this point. Nothing about us without us. Mm. The government must stop kickboxing and saying it's ridiculous that the people concerned have to protest to, to, to go speak in a meeting concerning them. That is implicit racism. Implied in that is we are cleverer than you. You can't think you are stupid, so we will think what is good for you. So they must stop doing that. Mm. That is what I wanted to say. And last thing, Cathy, sorry. So Western Cape better take note what happened in the... In the in, in, in KZN. The people on the Cape Flats are living in a wetland. We're talking about climate change here. They better get their people relocated to safe places. Thank you, Kathy. All right, Aisha. Thank you for calling in. And that's such an important way of putting it, right, that if you don't consult uh, with people implicitly, you are saying that, you know, you know better than they do, that your view perhaps is um, a view that is better than theirs. Councillor Boy, what do you have to say to that? Kathy, uh, I mean, there's nothing that is done without any community. But I need to uh, I need to send this message across and a very strong message. You can't want to grab land today and expect the uh, uh, government would have uh, budgeted for you yesterday. It doesn't work that way. Mm. We can we can use semantics, we can try and, and transcend, but it doesn't work that way. So you, you have to, we have to follow a system where we allocate budget to existing projects. And these uh, information that have cropped up, we had to go and seek extra funding because we didn't have, because uh, now what we needed to do, uh, in actual fact, I wrote the letter in, on the 21st, on the 21st of March. I can send it to you to to, to get these services. Now, uh, government had to reprioritize its budget for COVID in the past year or two. It's not us as the local municipality. It's national government who reprioritized their funding. They even cut our own budget as a city of Cape Town uh, by by more than 50 percent. Now, how do you then expect us? To, with the little uh, resources that we have, we service everybody. Hence the, the, the communication with the national minister to make sure that we get that funding. So this notion that there was no consultation has been consultation. The numbers that we have, we got through some of the community members on the engaged, continuous engagement that we have with them. All right. Let's leave it there. Councillor Malusi Boy, MMC of Human Settlements in the city of Cape Town. Nikelwa, let me give you the last word here. Um, I hope this gets to the office of the National Minister that she did make a commitment to come and meet with us mm. on the 30th of April. And since Mr. Malusi Boy is here, uh, we would also like him to be part of the solution. Another thing, um, Mrs. Katie, you, we are asking, appealing with our government to extend the moratorium 
on eviction as um, the president, when he lifted the national state of disaster on the 4th of April, he wasn't clear on the moratorium. Because while our fear is that should it not exist, many people will be homeless as many people have not recovered financially. And obviously the city of Cape Town is not at liberty or is not equipped uh, to provide alternative eviction, uh, uh, alternative accommodation for those evicted by either the, the, the property owners or even city of Cape Town for that matter. So what we are, our appeal to government is for government to extend the moratorium of uh, um, on evictions until people have houses, until people uh, uh, financially have recovered. Okay. Nigelwa Magula is the spokesperson of Ndufuna Ugwazi uh, Housing Task Team. Let's leave it there for this morning. Uh, so that then is the call that is being made um, by not just the constituency, but on behalf of uh, the members that they represent. We've come to the end of our show for this Thursday morning. It feels like it's been a somewhat of an emotional roller coaster uh, for the last couple of days and undoubtedly um, it's far from over, but we'll certainly try our best to uh, bring you as many voices as possible uh, so that we have a clear picture of what is happening and unfolding in KwaZulu-Natal. If you're out on the roads and are making your way somewhere for the Easter weekend, please uh, be safe, drive safely out on the roads. And of course, I'll be back with you uh, tomorrow as we mark Easter Friday. Uh, For now, let me hand you over to the update at noon with Sekina Kamundo.